This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Author up, yes, that wonderful book over there, One Rental at a Time. And this is, of course, your daily financial news. This is a show that has been going on for over two years, six days a week at 7.30, Thursdays at 7 a.m. It is done live, no editing. It is essentially a wrap-up of a bunch of articles uh, that I read during the morning. Really trying to figure out what's going on in the market, what's going on with consumers, cost of capital, real estate, all of those things. I've been doing this for 30 years, and now I uh, take some notes and share it with my uh, with my phone and, and the lovely audience out there. So thank you for being a daily viewer. Our daily viewers now are routinely over 2,000. Thank you for making it a part of your morning. Uh, I hear from a lot of you, so I just want to say thank you. In addition to that, uh, don't forget we have another expert uh, series starting. We interviewed Laura Morby last week, and she graciously agreed to be our Sunday expert. So I will be speaking with her at 8 a.m., so 29 minutes. So you can look for some uh, some great content from Laura later in the day. So as I look at the news of the day, we really got to go back and appreciate um, Berkshire Hathaway or a.k.a. Warren Buffett's kind of once-a-year party, right? Uh, he and Charlie Mung- Munger held stage actually down in Southern California, streamed it live, and I took a bunch of notes from various articles and wrap-ups from the session I thought I would share with you. Uh, first and foremost, it looks like Warren Buffett went after Robin Hood. Robin Hood has uh, gotten a lot of credit, probably rightly so, probably deserves a lot of the blame, rightly so, uh, for bringing the everyday investor to the market during this crisis. Uh, Warren Buffett, I think, correctly highlights two things that I have shared before, and it will be interesting how they play out. First, Robin Hood has encouraged... He calls it gambling, right? Robinhood is a gamification platform. And as we have heard over the last year or so, the gamification of investing can lead to significant wins, can lead to the little guy taking out a big guy, but it also has a downside. And when you're on margin, you go deep, you go all in and the the market teaches you a lesson it can be pretty painful. So he talks about that. Also, he has gone on to them selling their order flow, basically being a free platform and then sneaking it in and selling their order flow. Uh, Warren Buffett's not a big fan of that. I have brought that up many times. I don't... For those that think Robinhood is this almost like godlike entity that's just taking care of the little guy... You're buying into marketing because they're 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 not treating you very well, right? They're they're selling your order flow to you know the big boys that are trading milliseconds before you, and 
eating you alive, you know, kind of death by a thousand cuts, if you will. They're just, they're just, uh, Robin Hood's not the, uh, it's not the friend of the little guy. I don't, I don't know why people don't get that, but whatever. And then good old Charlie Munger. He's a crotchety old one, isn't he? Man, <laughs> Warren Buffett definitely has learned over the last decades of being a face on financial news of how to, how to still stay kind of that homespun charm and kind of stay in the middle. Charlie Munger just don't care. He's 91 or 92 years old. He just says it like it is. And he went on this rant about Bitcoin that was, uh, that was kind of comical. Uh, basically, the word I took from it is disgusting. He called Bitcoin disgusting. Uh, I think Charlie Munger's not your target audience for Bitcoin. I don't think that'll have any impact on the market. But it was it was interesting to see him get a little agitated. He was he was annoyed at Bitcoin's success. So I thought that was uh, I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, a couple of other things uh, I got from this, a couple of other quotes or themes that were interwoven, because not only does he do his stockholder meeting, but he also takes questions, uh, both Buffett and Munger. Uh, first point kind of hit me was this zero interest rate environments that we are in for the last, call it 14 months, uh, has created a sea change in finance, right? The umbrella over all of the things that we do, credit, lending, saving, all of that. And, you know, Buffett goes, guys, everything is based on interest rates, right? And with these incredibly low rates, everything has changed valuation. And most things have gone up or to the moon to use a current colloquialism. So that is interesting, right? And again, we've seen it, right? From the lows of last March to today, you know, anybody think, um, you know, these high valuations and when you do forward PEs kind of make sense. It's just we're living in a world of no interest. And I mean, Warren Buffett gave an example and I don't, I didn't write it down, but I'll go from memory. You know, before the crisis, uh, Berkshire Hathaway has this thing called float. Think money that's there for them to use. It used to generate about a billion five in interest. Now it generates about 20 million. Now I know those numbers are big, but realize the degree of the change. You know, you maybe have earned, um, maybe you earned $100 or something on your savings and now you're earning 80 cents. It's kind of that huge, huge chasm and gap and of course, when that happens, money means nothing in the bank, right? Or nearly nothing. So you are chasing assets. Uh, a lot of folks in multifamily, if you watch my interviews on Thursday with Jonathan Twomley, are frustrated because people keep buying lower and lower cap rates. And lower cap rate means more price. It's very, very risky. And um, Warren Buffett goes on to say, uh, there will be impact from this. We don't know what it is. This has gone on longer and there's more money in the system. There will be a day of reckoning, but it could be years off. So again, Warren Buffett kind of trying to impart wisdom for you. Uh, another thing that uh, Buffett said is he clearly agrees with this channel. I've been telling you we are now standing clearly in the light, right? We were in this tunnel. We were halfway out. Now we're in it. Warren Buffett went on to say, quite simply, 85% of the economy is now running 
super high gear. I think he's right. Whether it's 80 or 85%, we are the, the economy, that fourth lane that you've heard me talk about before, is moving. It may not be at full speed just yet, but it's kind of like you're on the freeway and you're getting just ready to open up, right? You're, you're accelerating. You're changing gears for the first time in quite a while. Uh, so I agree. Uh, and another quote in another summary is Buffett was quoted as saying, the U.S. economy is about to be red hot. I actually read that and I actually got a chill this morning. I'm like, hmm, I've heard, use, I've heard red hot used a lot throughout my 30 years of reading this stuff. And uh, red hot generally feels good in the moment, but there's a... There's a price to pay. So nothing, no hints added in that, but I've just, that's a, that's one of those key words that I look out for. Hmm. Wonder what happens when it gets red hot, right? You gotta, you gotta cool off eventually. Another thing Buffett had to say, again, Buffett, Berkshire Hathaway is essentially a conglomerate of lots of stuff, right? Everything from insurance to railroads to candy to, you know, all the furniture stores. And he's, he's kind of a harbinger of what's going on in the U.S. economy. And here he goes. Buffett says, we are seeing substantial inflation. In fact, we are actually raising prices. We, meaning Buffett's companies, and suppliers are raising prices on us and the consumer is paying. Jerome Powell, I hope you got that note. Substantial inflation. And again, you got to think Warren Buffett, you know, unlike, you know, um, what was it, Coke or Kimberly Clark or any of these any of these people that you can say, hey, Coke, Coke's in, because they're aluminum or because they're glass. or Buffett's companies are all over the board, man. You can't just point at and say, hey, that's a commodity-based increase. It, it's not, it's transitory. I don't think you look at Warren Buffett and go, that's transitory. At least I don't think so. Uh, again, he's saying raw materials, transportation, and what I have been telling you is coming, labor. I believe we are in that unique environment where labor has the power. I believe you are going to see uh, wages increase in this crisis as we come out of it. I think that is great. Uh, we are going to hopefully close the gap a little bit. But yes, labor is going to get more expensive going forward. A couple of other things I noted reading in other articles. Today was a lot about Warren Buffett kind of as a follower. It's something I kind of felt like I had to do. I knew what I was going to do. His meeting was yesterday. But a couple other articles caught my attention. Uh, an article from Realty Track, Rick Sharga, he's the EVP out there. He indicated that mom and pop investors, so you and I, own 90% of single family rentals. I didn't quite realize it was that big, uh, but that's going to be important. I think there's a lot of changes afoot we have talked about over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I still think single-family rentals are the place to be, uh, especially if you look at all the tax changes and proposals. Uh, one of them in there specifically lets the little guy keep playing but punishes the big guy. This is obviously the 1031 exchange with the 500K cap on profit. Uh, go buy as many single-family homes as we can as rentals. I think the next... Certainly the rest of this year is going to be a good time because you get that, that trade-off between rates and prices. Uh, so I thought that was an interesting article to read. And then finally, I got another 
Another happy story. So I did a reaction video two days ago to a couple that retired when they were 38. Uh, there's now an article uh, on MarketWatch that I found from a 39-year-old landlord in Canada. Uh, he was able to retire. When he did, he had a net worth of 1 million Canadian or roughly 800K US. And I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, reading through the article, uh, a couple of things were noteworthy. First, uh, he lives off annual expenses of $27,000. So rough and tough, 2500 bucks a month. Man, you know, again, a lot of this whole financial freedom is what are, what are the choices in, you're willing to make, right? In this case, if you can live off 2500 bucks a month, it's that financial freedom journey is not that long, right? That's, that's less than 30K a year. But if you're willing to make the individual choices to live on 30 grand a year, financial freedom's a few years away. Uh, in addition to that, as he was, as he was uh, moving on his journey, uh, he actually saved 50% of his income, right? Fell to the bottom line. This is why my course, uh, Get Your Money Right, is so important. It is something that turbocharged our journey. Um, I'm actually thinking about doing a, a May package or a May discount, uh, given these articles I'm reading and getting encouraged by. Uh, we'll see if I do. Uh, but lastly, uh, he actually indicated that the key to happiness is owning your own time. I'm like, amen. Do what you want when you want. So again, if you if you can sit down with your significant other, if you're single by yourself, and, and just ask yourself, could you live on twenty five hundred bucks a month? What would you have to do? I mean, I know I couldn't. I mean, my freaking health insurance is nineteen hundred bucks or something like that. But yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to think about. So again, financial freedom is possible, as you as I've seen with the reaction video and this article. You have some. You have choices. We all have choices. Uh, and then you got to get a plan. You got to move forward. So, uh, how I got started, one rental at a time, is how I did it. I got my money right. Really understood freedom dollars, how to make those work more. So, in the end, have a wonderful Sunday. I'm excited to talk with Laura uh, Morby, our newest multimillionaire expert. Uh, we're going to be doing this every Sunday at 8 a.m. So, in the end, take care of yourself. Congratulations. Have a great Sunday. Bye bye.